On today's show, the Bucks season is on the brink of disaster. If they lose tomorrow, it is all over for the 2022-23 season. We need to talk about Giannis. There was some news out of the post game yesterday, and where is his health at? This continues to be the biggest storyline. And by the way, are there going to be some other players for the Bucks that are going to step up? They're back on their home court, and they're looking to keep their season alive. So let's get into it. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Monday to Friday, and also find my work over at ESPN. And alongside me, in a Green Bay Packers t-shirt, geez, it has been a tumultuous 48 hours for sports fans in Wisconsin. It's Camille Davis from the Tech Foul podcast as well. And of course, you should check out the Tech Foul podcast, because I'm sure uh, they're covering everything that is going on, whether it's basketball, NFL, everything in between. So make sure you go and check that out. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And I did, uh, did some research today, and I think there's still some tickets available for this uh, Game 5 in Milwaukee. So don't jump off now. Get back on the Bucks and get there and have a good time, and hopefully the Bucks will keep their season alive. Uh, if you're not at the game, though, you can listen to the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM Radio. Download the SXM app. Search for Bucks. And you can listen to Dave Kane and Justin Garcia, 8.30 p.m. tip-off late. Fair to say. But get there. And uh, if you can't, listen to the SiriusXM radio broadcast there. Uh, we thank you for making Lockdown Bucks your first watch or first listen of every weekday and on the weekends during the postseason. And uh, it's fair to say, predictably, there was some uh, reaction in the YouTube comments from yesterday's game. I tried to get through and, and read a bunch of them and get involved in the conversation and like I always say, hey, you just need to get in YouTube and vent. Use it as your place to vent. This is, uh, we're all in this together. We are on the same team here and hoping that the Bucks can get things back on track. So we appreciate the support. Subscribe, drop a like, comment, and all those things. Uh, plenty to get to on today's show, Camille. Uh, let's start with Giannis. So let's not mess around. So we mentioned yesterday an extraordinary performance, really, all things considered, given what we know he's going through, not just the back, but the wrist mm-hmm. and the knee. And the fact that he hadn't played for a week or so here. And Shams uh, Sharania from The Athletic reporting today that he needed uh, IV after the game. Uh, and, and that is probably the biggest concern for me. How much, with the lack of contributions you're getting elsewhere, how much is on this man to carry this team single-handedly with the stuff that he's going through? It's uh, it, That is probably the number one thing that is concerning for me. And maybe more so just concerned about his health right now. Absolutely. I definitely saw some folks on Twitter during the game yesterday wondering why Giannis was sitting in like the first quarter and second quarter. And they're like, you need to run him out there. And I'm like, well, I mean, he hasn't played this series really at all. And he was coming off of not playing the last two regular season games after having a week off of watching the play in tournament unfold. So it's not like he's had many game reps in the month of of April, to be completely honest. And when you think about that and trying to put him back into the lineup coming off of a back injury, like I wasn't sure what his minutes load would look like after this game, but to see that he was in the high third, would he play like 30, 35? 
yeah, like to see that he played almost 40 minutes in his return game, it was just kind of like clearly he gave it his all. He was gutting it out. There were times in the game where it just looked like you could tell that he was hurting. His back was ailing him. You could see him limping at times, grabbing at his back. And I was kind of like, I know we want to win this game and I know we want to win this series, but I also don't want to lose like Giannis's career trying to, you know, push too much too quick. Um, and to hear that after the game, he had to get some IVs and some treatment. My first thought was ironically enough. Okay. Well, he didn't miss this game because he was on, you know, his grizzly stuff or like his job Morant or his yeah. Dylan Brooks of just avoiding post game availability because, you know, he didn't want to talk, but, he didn't do it because he had to get treated for whatever it was they need the IV for. So um, we know Giannis is going to give everything he has whenever he steps on the court, even if he's 70%, 60%, whatever that number might be. He's going to give whatever he has to this team um, to try to get them to, to victory. Uh, and he gave his all in game four. Unfortunately, it didn't end with victory, but we saw what Giannis did. He did his job in game four. For the most part, him and him and Brooke held it down. So to your point, you don't want to see him get burnt out too early, too quick. And I understand the other side of that saying, well, we don't have too much time to spare. Like if we don't lay it all on the court, then what what are we going to have here? So uh, it's a delicate balance of trying to, you know, walk right now. But I trust the Bucks medical team. And Giannis is at a point in his career where he is comfortable enough and secure enough to say, like, I need a breather right now or this isn't right. And you saw him a couple of times in the game where he tried to come out, but play resumed too quickly. And then by the time he got back to it, he's like, you know what? I'm all right. Like, I'm good. You can keep me in here. So um, knowing that Giannis will say like, hey, right now I need to take a quick breather or right now I need you to treat my back. That gives me some comfort in knowing that at least he's going to try to take care of himself as much as he can while giving everything that he has instead of what he might have done a couple of years ago, which is just you know, shut up, grin and bear it and go through it, whatever it might be. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought up the the media stuff because my first reaction when I saw that, and I don't care, people talk crap on the internet and say that he's you know, dodging media, whatever. When has Giannis ever dodged media? He's never dodged media. When they got eliminated in the bubble and he didn't actually play the end of that series, which is just some other eerie similarity with what we're seeing uh, from this series here with Miami, he still fronted the media after they got eliminated and he didn't even play. He didn't need to do that. So he's always fronted the media. So I, I I knew that it wasn't about that. But my first thought was, well, he's absolutely going to get treatment on this back because the other problem with what we've got for the rest of the series is obviously you play game four in Miami, only a day off in between games. You've got to go back to Milwaukee, then hopefully back to Miami, then hopefully back to Milwaukee. And then as we discussed yesterday, maybe one day off and then through to a second round. And that's, and by the way, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but I'm just saying this is the toll that he's going to have to go through if the Bucks are to advance. Now, I never bought into the idea that the Bucks were saving Giannis in game three because I saw enough right. in game four with the pain that Giannis was in that uh, he's dealing with some real stuff. And he, I've said it time and time again, he's the toughest guy in the NBA to continue to play through this stuff. That's whatever. I might be biased. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. And so I think that there is an element of the Bucks. I think Giannis has got more mature about looking after himself. But at the same time, I think there is an element of the Bucks needing to take care of Giannis and save him from himself a little bit uh, as well. You mentioned the part in the fourth quarter, and we didn't bring this up yesterday. With everything there was to talk about, I guess it, it slipped our mind. But in the fourth quarter, around six minutes to go, when he did pull up and was asking out of the game immediately, and they were showing replays in the broadcast, and I was like, has he hurt his foot? Is it? Did he turn his ankle? Because there was a, a bunch of feet in, in the area when he landed. But I think based on the evidence that we 
seen now, it was probably cramp, right? Mm -hmm. And he started to feel that his body was starting to shut down on him a little bit because of the toll he had to go through. And it was evident through the final few minutes of this game Giannis didn't run the offense and they stopped going through him. And, and I, I, you know, I wonder if part of that was Giannis saying, I, I physically can't do it right now, but I understand that me being on the floor is better than me being off. So, you know, he's working through some real stuff at the moment. Absolutely. And that's a valid point because even watching game four, I was texting a group of my friends during the game and one friend was very nervous going into that fourth quarter. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, we've won the first three quarters. Like, this is a grinded out game right now. It seems as if with Giannis in the lineup, that's just the kind of series it's going to be. Like without Giannis, we might lean more towards that blowout. Like this isn't even competitive right now, but with him in the game, it feels like it's going to be a series where it's kind of a grinded out, you know, low scoring, physical type of game here. And my friend was worried, like, well, I, I just, you know, Drew and Chris are looking out of control with the ball in their hands. Like, I don't know. And I was like, hey, look, Giannis is in the game, so they won't have the ball in their hands as much. And he was running the offense, and then they went away from it, like you mentioned. And I'm not saying that's the sole reason <laughs> that everything went downhill, of course, but uh, what Giannis brings to this team is so important because when you saw in game three the adjustment that the Heat made when they were doubling Brooke in the post whenever he caught it, it's kind of like, ah, like that's a smart adjustment because as talented as Brooke is, Brooks not Giannis in the sense that he can pass well out of double teams and find his teammates and facilitate that way. Meanwhile, Giannis has spent years trying to cultivate that skill after, you know, the wall was thrown at him and he tried to get better as a playmaker. So um, that's something that's underrated, I think, in his game still, his playmaking ability. And we saw that last night between him running the offense at times when he is getting double, being able to find the open guy and just being calm in those situations, even early in the game when the Bucks got off to a hot start. The bench was going crazy, and Giannis is calm, like, yo, calm down. Like, there's a lot more that we have mm. to go right now. And he just brings so much to the team, uh, not only on the court, but just how he approaches everything as well. So you don't want to see him get burnt out uh, before, you know, we get a chance to really go on a run here. But, again, we acknowledge that he is crucial to what the Bucks have cooking here. It's true. Uh, we also don't have the luxury of even thinking about a long run because in 24 hours, it could be yeah. absolutely done and dusted. So that's the situation the Bucks are in. You can't really afford to leave anything in the tank. Uh, but at the same time, it's it's challenging when you've viewed this team uh, as one that was going to go in a long run. So they have to win three straight. It's a pretty simple equation. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident. You know what you're going to get from Giannis. He needs some help along the way. And we're going to talk about that next. And who are the guys that need to step up uh, for this Milwaukee Bucks team? But first... Uh, we did discuss the offseason coming up for Milwaukee, and we don't want to d- get too far ahead of ourselves. But if you think you know what the Bucks should do, you should download the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Uh, it's a really fun game that I've had a had a bit of a go at, and you get to run a franchise. You can run the Milwaukee Bucks. You can deal with the personalities on the team. You can hire different coaches. That's very topical right now among Bucks fans. You can trade players. You can sign contracts and do everything that John Horst, the GM, uh, will have to do uh, this offseason, hopefully not for a couple of months. So the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is uh, is a lot of fun, and we've got a deal for you. So Locked On Bucks listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game and vi- or visit probasketballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up in the app stores. That's probasketballgm.com. Ultimate Basketball GM. Start your dynasty today. And uh, look, I've got some errands to run today, which is the unfortunate part of uh, being an adult. And our friends at iBotter can help you out. 
Because if you have got groceries to do, maybe school shopping, or maybe just shopping for yourself, Camille, if you want to just get yourself uh, a little gift, uh, you know you're, you already got to do it. So why not get cash back with Ibotta? Watching, if you're watching your closet grow after purchasing all of this season's latest trends, you're coming into summer over there, Camille. How about also watching your cash uh, cash back grow with each purchase with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip with Ibotta. It gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get cash back. It's that easy. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners 5 bucks just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCK. That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCK. So I was going through a bunch of numbers today, and if I was listening to the radio broadcast, uh, I would be very frustrated with how many times Dave Kane is calling threes uh, for the Miami Heat right now. And you can catch the home broadcast on the SiriusXM radio. Just download the SXM app, search for Bucks, and you can listen to Dave and Justin Garcia. 8.30 tip-off uh, for Game 5 at Fiserv Forum. And after Game 1, Camille, when the Heat shot really well from three, over 50%, I came on this podcast and I said, you know what? I know that they shot really well, but they also only attempted 25 mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a dangerous number for the Bucks, But what you have to do is close down the interior. Now, clearly, Jimmy Butler has been an absolutely unstoppable force for this team, and they've been able to do nothing to slow him down. But I was reading through Twitter and scrolling through, and Frank's not with us today, so let's bring Frank into the podcast anyway. So uh, Seth Partnow, who we've had on this podcast a lot, this is the number that he tweeted. Miami is 43 for 82 on contested threes this season. That's 52.4%. The league average is 33.5%, and the heat on the season shot 33.2%. So they are shooting 20% above league average and 20% above their own freaking average for the entire season on contested threes, and they're actually only getting up 11 wide-open threes a game. So right now, if this series ended right now, the Bucs would have plenty of questions to answer, but the three-point defense that we've spoken about so much on this podcast over the last few seasons... Based on the data, and we're all watching the game, and I know that there'll still be people that say, well, they're getting the open threes. Open threes happen in the modern NBA, but this team is shooting out of their backside so far in this series to just an absolutely outrageous level, which makes things even more challenging when you're looking at how you're going to change things up with Jimmy Butler. Yeah, they're they're playing over their heads right now. And even Jimmy, I'm, again, Marquette alum, <laughs> love watching Jimmy at Marquette. I've always cheered for Jimmy wherever he stopped. I've never seen him play like this before. Like he's looking really unfamiliar. I kept saying this man is out here hooping like he is prime Kobe right now. This is Jimmy Bean Butler, the way that he is out here cooking the bucks. He's hitting threes. He's hitting contested mid range. He's hitting step backs. He's getting whatever he wants in the paint. It's like everything is easy for Jimmy and looking at game four, like, of course, when Jimmy scores 56 points, like, that's it's going to be like that. He won them that game. He put the team on his back, and he carried them along the way. And role players made shots when they had to, when they needed to. And then Jimmy continued doing what he had to do. So 
when you're looking at what adjustments the Bucks can make, especially when you see the fact that they are contesting a lot of these threes that guys are getting outside of Jimmy as well, because Jimmy got some that were open because we know, look at the yeah. scouting report. Jimmy's not known for his three-point uh, shooting. That's just not what Jimmy's here for. As mentioned before, I've said Jimmy wants to get his twos and he wants to get to the free throw line. But in this series, he's been feeling so good that he's even shooting pull-up threes. He's hitting step like it doesn't matter for Jimmy right now. So when you're looking at that and like how the Bucks can combat that, uh, one name that has come up to me and I saw that he's not on the injury report oh. going in tomorrow. <laughs> Is Wes another, your boy, your boy. another Marquette guy? And and I say that because ideally on this team, I feel like Giannis is the best defender for Jimmy Butler. But I was wondering with his back injury, if the Bucks were purposely keeping Drew on Jimmy because that's such a tough assignment. It's going to be grueling the whole, the whole way through. So they're like, if we can kind of alleviate some pressure points for Giannis, given the way that he plays by keeping him, you know, off of Jimmy, unless he's switched and have Drew take that assignment. Like, let's do that for Giannis's health. Let's try to get him through this game as healthy as possible. Again, this is me assuming. But if you bring somebody like Wes back, and similar to Drew, he's not super tall, but he's a guy who's going to play physical with Jimmy. We saw that Jay's not going to work. Jay should be on timeout for the rest of the series because guarding Jimmy Butler is not it for him. Uh, Joe Ingles, not great there. We, we knew that coming into the series. Limited uh, mobility laterally, so that's not going to cut it. Chris Middleton... Uh, two years ago, might have been a better matchup. But right now, it's just not in the cards. Chris doesn't have the wheels either. So first and foremost, you got to figure out how to bother Jimmy some more and make it a little bit more difficult for him, as difficult as you can when he's shooting like Kobe. So uh, getting West back, I think, will be helpful because it's another guy you can throw at Jimmy who is going to be physical, uh, play him, play him strong. And also, He's somebody who was going to be able to relieve Drew from that tough duty of guarding that man the entire night, which might free up Drew, Drew to do a little bit more offensively, which the Bucs are going to need from him. Like we were talking initially when this team came in together about it being a big three with, with Chris, with Drew, and with Giannis. And now the language from the team is more of like a core four, including Brooke into that big three. So Brooke showed up in game four, big time, 36 points, career high playoffs. Giannis showed up triple-double. Chris and Drew, not as much offensively. Uh, they facilitate a little bit, but we need some buckets. And we have seen historically with this Bucks team as well that offense tends to be a slog for them when it comes to the playoffs. So you have to count on your core guys to be able to try to get you some buckets. And we've seen how things go in past years where Drew, you know, not there offensively, but normally Chris would step up. And we've seen games where Chris wasn't there, but maybe Drew might come through in the clutch a little bit. So um, defensively, they got to throw another body at at Jimmy, I think Wes would be a great option for that. Just someone to kind of muck up the game a little bit, quick hand, strong, uh, relieve Drew a little bit, and then also hopefully uh, free him up offensively to have a little bit more energy to exert on that end of the floor. So, I mean, ultimately the Bucks have to play better as well because they also shot themselves in the foot a lot in game four with the turnovers, um, Drew and Chris driving like out of control, losing the ball, like bad shot selections, not moving the ball around on offense, getting stagnant trying to ISO Jimmy, trying to ISO Kyle Lowry. Like, let's move the ball. Like, I think the Bucks still have a game plan to be able to win uh, tomorrow, win game five, a game at a time. Because if you don't win tomorrow, nothing else matters anyways, like you were saying. So game at a time. And I think they got it in them to, to do that and extend this series a little bit longer if they're able to, one, play smarter, stop the turnovers, take smarter shots, 
move the ball around on offense and figure out a way to slow Jimmy Butler down somewhat. And also Duncan Robinson shooting like over 70% from three in this series. And he did not have a good year. So like, it's, it's, it's one of those things, like they got to play a little bit harder um, and just let the cards lay where they may, if they able to take care of what they know they can do. Yeah. I think with Drew in terms of him playing one-on-one with Jimmy Butler, I think the idea there is that Miami is shooting so well from three and it just helps everyone else. If you can play one-on-one with Jimmy and you know, uh, Look, I was watching this game and we've all seen players do it. And we think of guys like LeBron that have done it in the past to the Bucs where some of those shots for Butler, they look terrible. Some of them were just like straight line drives, but yet I was seeing them a catch. Of course this is going in. He's not missing this shot. He's going to hit every single shot that he takes. I thought Drew was contesting really well on some of them. But it wasn't just Holiday. If you look at the, the... the replay and all he went at everyone he was able to score on chris he was able to score on all those guys that you mentioned so i mean it was just uh, disastrous all around but when you look at the shooting and the fact that the contested threes that the heat are hitting right now you look at say okay well let's double jimmy let's throw multiple bodies at him let's do different things like the bucks did try different things on jimmy yesterday it just didn't matter and you mentioned Duncan Robertson. He's 77% from three right now. <laughs> Jimmy Butler is at 53%. Gabe Vincent is 48. Caleb Martin's 47. Kevin Love is 40. Max Struess is 39. I mean, these guys just are not missing right now. And so I don't know. I'm very fascinated to see what they do defensively. You hope on the road uh, things cool down a little bit. I want to get to Chris Milton next and, and just some offensive stuff. But... I, I will say, and this is a very optimistic view, and you know me, this is the way I like to operate. You spoke about the Bucks having a formula. They do have a formula because for 42 uh, minutes yesterday, mm-hmm. they were in control. And then it turned to absolute shit, as we know. But for 42 minutes, they were in complete control on the road, and withstanding what Jimmy Butler was doing. So they do have a formula to win a game. Hopefully they get some comfort here. Uh, going home because I tell you what, they're going to need it. Now, I mentioned uh, tickets for this game and the Game Time app is the perfect uh, perfect place to go if you're interested in still getting to Game 5 at Fiserv Forum. And the Game Time app uh, has flash deals, last-minute tickets, which is perfect for Bucks fans out there. Easy to find and buy tickets uh, for the basketball in particular in this case. And uh, look, you forget about all the planning. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets uh, to the NBA and game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So download the game time app, create an account, and use the code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And look, it's tough for us to do the Nissan. Uh, most electric player of the week because it has been a pretty tough week in Bucks land. But I'm still going to Giannis. And look, I could have gone to Brook Lopez, but given everything we spoke about in the first uh, section of this podcast here, Giannis to come back with a triple-double, and I spoke about it yesterday, but the facilitation, the 13 assists, and some of them were just absolutely beautiful. Look away to Bobby Portis. Look away to Brook Lopez. We hope to see a little bit more of that tomorrow. But like the Nissan uh, 2023 Aria, Giannis... Is brilliantly fierce, fiercely elegant, stunningly powerful, uh, and uh, with some elegance as well. He delivers on duality on the offensive end, the defensive end, and uh, that is uh, exactly what the 2023 Nissan Aria does. It packs pin to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. 
All right, we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every day. And for the every day, as you know, we're going to have a post-game pod tomorrow. Let's hope, uh, let's hope we're in good spirits. Absolutely. That's all I can say. So make sure you check out Locked On Bucks tomorrow. Subscribe, drop a like and comment and all those things. All right. Uh, probably the biggest thing I get criticism for is uh, riding with these guys that we've seen get it done before. And I've also said it all season long, I'm going down with the ship. I am absolutely going down with the ship and then whatever happens in the offseason happens. But until the Bucks are gone, I'm riding with Drew Holiday and Chris Milton. I know that they've had moments, particularly Drew offensively, that's been tough. Mm-hmm. But I'm going with these guys and I just want to boost the confidence if I can. Just give a little skerrick of confidence to our listeners going through the game log for the 2021 postseason. And I know that this is a different Chris Milton. I know that he's not in full health. He's a couple of years older. He's had a number of injuries along the way. But when the Bucs desperately needed him in 2021, he was the man. Game three against Brooklyn, down 2-0. 35 points and 15 rebounds. Game six against Brooklyn, down 3-2. 38 points and 10 rebounds. In the conference finals against Atlanta, game five and six without Giannis. 26 points, 13 rebounds, eight assists, and then 32 points and seven assists in game six to get the Bucs into the NBA finals. In the NBA finals... Game four, Bucks down 2-1. Chris Milton, 40 points. Game five on the road, 29 points. Bucks take a 3-2 lead. I'm riding with Chris Milton. My voice, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> I'm riding with Chris Milton to the end, Camille. I don't blame you. Uh, people who follow me on Twitter or who know me know how big of a Chris Middleton fan I am. My friends even call, I play on NBA 2K. They call my 2K player. They call me Camille Middleton when I'm playing. <laughs> because, like, I, I, I love Chris Middleton. I emulate his play style as well as a kid of the 90s. But uh, we know how important Chris is to this team. We saw it in 2021 during a championship run. We also saw his importance last season when he did not play in the Boston series with what they were missing. And this regular season has just been so weird for Chris. And I have a lot of questions, especially as, again, I'm a big Chris Middleton fan. Um, So for me, it's looking at him and I'm looking at him and I'm like, I'm wondering if it's one of two things it feels like to me with Chris at this moment, either one, the more optimistic view of it, which is he's dealing with an injury that he normally experiences in the off season. And it's been tough for him to get into game shape, to get up to speed, to be ready to play. And that's why he's looking a step slow. That's why he's looking out of control at times more so than normal. Because I know some people have criticized his ball handling before in the past, um, but maybe that's why. And the other half is kind of like, is it that? Or have we already seen the peak of Chris Middleton's power? Was 2021 the best we were going to see Chris? And now we are coming on that downward slope. I don't have the answer to that. No one will really know until we see what he looks like next season anyways. Uh, But even with him being hurt, coming back off the injury and not looking fully like the Chris we saw two years ago or last season, we saw flashes throughout this season when he came back for the re-return in January that what he brings is so valuable to this team with his ability to uh, play make, with his ability to hit clutch shots with his ability to not be scared to take the shots in the moment as well. Again, defensively, he's we haven't seen the same lateral movement from him, so that part's out. But offensively, he still can bring a lot to the team. It's just making sure that, you know, hopefully that he's confident, still has, hasn't lost any confidence with how this series has gone so far. 
Um, and I still think that, again, he can be valuable. And we saw in the regular season, he had big games throughout the season when he was getting back into a rhythm before, again, he was stopped with injury and then the play in another stoppage. So it was unfortunate that he got hurt right before the end of the regular season and then, you know, had to kind of restart. So my questions around him again, it's like, I don't know if this is just injury lingering or if this is a, a downward trend that we're seeing from Chris. But regardless of such, the Bucks need Chris Middleton to produce for them to have a shot at a long run in this playoff series. But more importantly, to get past Miami so that we can start thinking about what a long playoff run might look like. So Chris is really important to this team, and I hope that his value is not understated. Yeah, he's also putting up over 20 points uh, per game in this series and 48% from the floor and 40% from three. So, you know, when I go back and look at the game yesterday, the, the easiest thing to say is, well, yeah, he's sloppy with the ball. He turns the ball over. He still had eight assists and three to only three turnovers yesterday. The problem with him is that he had a couple of really good looks in that fourth quarter stretch and he didn't knock them down. It was not making shots yesterday. So defensively, I agree at this point. I mean, it's it's he's not physically there and Again, that is going to be problematic the longer you go in the postseason. But we can only worry about tomorrow. And if he makes shots, then the Bucks are going to be in, in a better position. And so far, he has in this series until, obviously, that uh, game four, which is freshest in our mind. But like I said, I know people will disagree with that. But I'm going down with the ship. I don't care. Last thing I got for you, Camille. I don't know if you're feeling nostalgic. But the Bucks are at five serve for him tomorrow. But if you look at the floor, you might think that they're playing at the Bradley Center. <laughs> what do you think about this court they've changed it up they've got the old school logo and the last time the bucks played with this court with that logo with the the cream circle scenario was at the bradley center the final postseason game six 2018 and mm-hmm. they won so for me in the this new court i don't like the the part of the baseline that's not colored that looks strange to me just having that yeah. one part yeah. of just regular wood i'm also more partial to the bucks logo without the half circle i think yeah. just the deer yeah. looks mm-hmm. better but the difference between this and the bradley center court now that you pointed that out there's no m's on the court yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just the wood there so hopefully this new court Bring some good fortune for the Bucks. No more blue court. I'm sure Bucks fans can all celebrate that fact that we don't have to watch them play on a blue court with purple jerseys or green jerseys. Because for me, the appeal of the blue court was the blue jerseys. But once that became the only court, uh, the, the clashing just it just didn't feel right. So maybe it'll feel a little bit more like home with them having that that green court back. Hey, I really feel for Dustin Godsey and everyone else who's gone through getting this court fixed and now it might be for one game. <laughs> and they've, been, they've, been, they've been trying to get this court done for over two months and then they bring it back and it's a win or go home scenario. Jeez, it's, uh, look, it's dire times out here. Sometimes you just got to laugh. We had a couple of people on YouTube come and say, look, all I can do is laugh at this point. So keep your spirits up, Bucks fans. Hopefully tomorrow the post-game show will be back and the Bucks will win, uh, hopefully, and be down 3-2. Who knows? We saw Atlanta. They forced the game six against Boston. Who would have thought? So <laughs> it's it's the postseason. Anything could happen. We'll be back for a post game show tomorrow uh, for the everyday. Is make sure you subscribe and uh, join us uh, from tonight's show. Let us know what you think. Uh, everything that's going on with Giannis, based on what we've seen this series so far, we know Giannis is going to show up. We know Brook Lopez is going to show up. Uh, let's see who who else can come along for the ride. Bucks back at home, looking to win. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, after the game, as I mentioned, for Kane Pittman and Camille Cash Davis. (laughs) We'll see you after the game.